0: and everything in between it has been quite a week but we are very happy to be here again with you all again this is another episode of who that rises up sports talk with a gay twist i'm back this is kenny ray here with my sister Glenn Reeves, how you doing today, sis? I'm fine, but bitch, I
1: swear to God, today was Thursday. I woke up real excited that tomorrow was A, payday, and B, the week was over, and I got real molded when I turned on TV, and I said, well, bitch, today wins, then you got to go to Dennis. Praise the Lord. i real upset with the world.
0: So, yes. It's- <laughs> That's a <laughs> double whammy. We- <laughs> <Okay. laughs> thought you a little money in your pocket, I you hit the streets. <laughs> no, you. I was, I was, stressed. I told my husband, I was like, bae we got shit to do this
1: weekend. The Saints play 49ers on Sunday. I'm ready. He said, babe, well, today wins, and so you got two more days before you get real excited. I was like, so I'm going to get paid tomorrow? He said, no. I said, well, I don't <laughs> know how to budget, but still, I was real upset. <laughs> it was well, really listen, excited. I ain't know what to do with myself, but yes. And can you believe we're one episode away from episode 10? So next week will be our 10th episode.
0: I know. I know. I'm very excited. I, You know, I've been overwhelmed by how we've been received and you know this the podcast has brought a lot of joy to my life in a time that we, when i really really needed it and i hope it's done that for other people as well well uh, well apparently it, with it, international holes i i understand
1: we apparently <laughs> i didn't turn into an international hole and i ain't never know that before i you know i've always wanted to be one you know i will enjoy and let's, let's take a- and- and I, like, I heard you know when you told me that the other night, I say, "Bitch, I find little international hoe." Excuse my, excuse my husband, but that, I ain't never been there before. But I, you know, we are thankful. And in a time of whatever twenty twenty has brought anyone, I hope that myself and Kenny have brought laughter, joy, and if nothing else, a drunken mess of a of a time. So I mean, if nothing else to you, so yeah, it's episode ten next week. I had to look at that. I was like. This is episode tonight is episode nine, so I am looking forward to that and many more. But absolutely,
0: yeah. Let's take a moment give a shout out to our our one listener in the Philippines, and we we apparently we have a listener in Jordan, uh, and there's a, a, a somebody in Germany. Just know that we we see you and I love you and I appreciate you supporting us, and I hope you may not know what the fuck we talk about, but it's, I hope you're having a good time. And enjoying it, I think they sort the gay it.
1: remarks, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I, some way in a foreign language." I think all of them are going, "Yes, yeah, bitch!" I swear to you, I think that's what they're doing. That's just my take, and I'm gonna go with it. you know how I
0: like to do. It. <laughs> right, you know, speaking of what you said something funny, Maybe You said, you know, you you like you you're glad that you know how to budget and whatnot, because let me tell you, who doesn't? This one right here. <laughs> Let me tell you, them election results came back on a Saturday and you would have thought it was $19. <laughs> 1999. <bro. laughs> like, oh, ah! Lord, I lo- I started looking at stuff like I said, I said, I spent a lot of money on alcohol this week. No, no. You
1: still did too. <laughs> I literally, I, you know, they told me and I was at work. So when I got off, I had to work a little bit on Saturday. So when I got off, I said, ooh, bitch, I know what time it is. I know what's getting ready to happen. Baby, I looked at my okay. debit card the next day. I said, "All right, bitch." Now, now keep in mind, I've always we've always said because I'm I'm not I'm forty one, bitch. I like to think during the weekend I'm twenty between the ages of twenty two and twenty eight. Baby, by the time Sunday night at eight p.m. when the clock struck eight o'clock, <laughs> that's when Mama likes to go inside, and I'm <laughs> old. Um, me and my debit card had a long conversation, and she was like, "Bitch, you think you got uh, Bill Gates money? You actually have Robert Gates, and I don't even know who the fuck that is." So, we're going to have to turn it up. I was buying a shot. I was happy. I was an excited hoe just because somebody won. But let me just say, this weekend, I'm sitting the fuck down somewhere. I know that. <laughs> I know that.
0: Nothing but a word. You know what I'm saying? Nothing but a word. It was we, and it's funny. We're going to get into this later on in the show. But we won't be watching it's a lot of college football. And I feel like <laughs> the SEC ain't playing nothing this weekend because I saw it, and then I
1: saw earlier today that another game was postponed. I said, "So just so okay, so fuck it. Ain't nobody playing football. Fuck it." That's yeah. it. I think like one team, yeah. one game yeah. is being played. and I think it's Arkansas or somebody. Not that I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna pay attention, but I, I, I honestly didn't know. I was like, "Well," and that's when I. It's so funny that as you say that. I was going through the process this week, and I was like, "All right, I need baby daddies of the week," and you know, I do. You know, college men got healthy asses and. Lip muscles and carrying all. <laughs> and I was going through the list, and I was like, "Well, bitch, I got a problem. Hey, so if I say these names, ain't no fuck about. It, got nobody to watch. So I'm kind of stuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> they be like, "Oh, let me go watch so and so. Oh no, you're not, bitch. They postponed. So I'm. I was like, all right. So I, you know, Sunday night football happened, and I was all, I, bitch. I had them down to a science. And then Monday night happened, and then one <laughs> of my baby dads, we'll get into shortly. He came across the screen, and I went. I had to do a double take. I walked out the room because there was no way in the world I was watching the Patriots and the Jets. But the Jets did make it interesting give big ups to them real quick. But I saw this man come across the screen and I said, oh, who is that? And I, mm-hmm. I watched him and then I looked him up. I became a stalker. That was bad. <laughs> it really was. Why? Because he was, why? Because, baby, listen, listen, you can bounce a quarter off our fan. No, i No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm asking why it was bad. Hell. Oh. everybody does I was it. trying to, do, well, in the midst of, it, I, was like, <laughs> I was trying to multitask. you know, your sister don't do multitasking very well, bitch. I was trying to wash dishes. I was trying to do laundry. I was trying to watch ass on TV. It was a lot happening. It really, really was. <laughs> See, mama nerves. I was, and then I was like, bitch, you really watching the Jets? So that's what shit went bad. I, I, my focus became, I was watching the Jets, but I always watching the Jets for one person. I didn't watch Jets for nothing else.
0: Wait. And it and it and it's 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 awful because it actually turned out to be a really great Shut game. Up. But you do kind of feel some kind of way like the fact that like somebody's making you watch it.
1: Yeah, because I didn't watch nobody but him. If they didn't throw the ball at him, I was blinking eyes. I was playing on my phone. I just so I mean definitely we can get into him. I mean it is it is time for baby daddies of the week, and it is it has become a favorite segment of mine. Um, a because I get to talk about men, which is you know that's hey, that's my favorite talker. I'm a homo, and men they go together. Um, But Mm -hmm. this man right here, he is a wide receiver for the New York Jets, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I said it out loud, the New York Jets. I think we have not mentioned their name since maybe week one, episode one, when we went over the NFL preview. That's kind of how this went. Um, And I did not know this man existed until Monday. So, bitch, we are at Wednesday, 48 hours ago. (laughs) <laughs> already picking <Hey>. out rings <laughs> that's why I said girl, I just became a I, I world renowned NFL hoe is what I like to be called oh, so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen his name is Braxton Berrios he sounds like just so refined and so 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 nice and he just want to hold you and smoke cigars and, and have you sit on his lap and tell you how much he love you Braxton that The A, with that name, I know mm. he white. Kind of, maybe. And then Barrios. That got to be a white person. So the way I figured when he ran across my screen, I said, well, let me look him up. I didn't know. I thought he was a rookie because he hadn't had many catches this season. Um, but then realized yeah. he had spent some time with the New England Patriots. So usually anybody that comes out of the Patriots system, A is short. Because I've noticed like Julian Edelman and people like that, they're usually short. But they usually fine too. So I looked him up. Granted, he is short. He is fine, and he's only been in the league three
0: years. Yeah, Bill Belichick like a sort of you know, that that scat back, uh, you know, runners. So, too bad he. he, he
1: no, but when they threw a th- it was thirty like seven yard bomb to him, and I was like, "My baby is running, honey." And then they threw him across the middle. Of somebody I almost hit him in the head. I became that jealous wife that want to run out on film with everybody's ass. That's kind of what I wanted to do with my man. Oh God, I was actually hoping the Jets would win that game too. You know what? And I, you know, personally, because we don't, we're not gonna talk about the Jets at all and the Patriots anymore. Other than life is awful for the Patriots right now, but go figure. Anyway. um that game was really interesting. It it because the Jets almost beat that ass. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Finley, thanks to Joe Flacco. And that defense was actually for whatever reason stuff. And I don't know if they somebody whispered Adam Gates was getting fired and they all got excited. I don't know. I have no idea. But it actually was a really good game, which I thought that maybe they would have flexed it and kind of moved it into Sunday and kind of shifted the Saints to, and Buccaneers to Monday night. You know how they do that every week yeah. Or so. I, but it never happened, so I guess they were just like, fuck it, we're we in a time frame where this ain't happening, so y'all just play it as it is. But it turned out to be a very good game, and from what I understand, got good ratings, too. So Yeah, I, um, saw, that. I saw that. I'm going to look forward to a lot more Braxton Barris. I have something not... Keep in mind, I will not still be watching the Jets. I will not be doing that. But they're on a bye week this week, so I don't have much to look at anyway. Right. Um, but I will keep out on this young man.
0: Well, to, I do uh, want to say one thing about that game, because I, I'm... I'm not going to give the Jets defense that much credit. I'm going to go ahead and tell Cam Newton to pack his shit. <laughs> Girl, Medea was looking awful. He was like, but the one thing, if you look at his interview, though, he
1: said, I have failed my team on multiple occasions. So if they switch me out, I understand. I said, what kind of fucking drugs are you on? <laughs> Who
0: says that out loud? <laughs> I mean, but to be fair though, that's not even the top ten of like the silly shit that he said before. So
1: right, but I mean, you literally said I have failed my team in this time and my lackluster performance. So if they switch me out, I understand, huh? Mm. But you are a starting quarterback. I mean, granted, you are you have you've had lackluster performances. You are literally your last three games barely. You barely won. Led this past week, Um, but I think that. You making that comment gives Bill Belichick the, the the wherewithal to say this is your one and only season in New England. Your I mean, one and only.
0: I kind of I, I mean I kind of think that that ship is sealed for him. You know I I think that that probably's been gone for about two weeks now. And I'll take it a step further. I don't think that we'll be seeing him as a start- starting quarterback absent somebody getting injured in the NFL ever again. I think he may be a good backup. But I don't see a team going – looking at Cam Newton right now and thinking that's the future and he's going to put us over the top. It's just not going to happen. Nope. Yeah, I, I think it's just the end of the road for him. Like, I, I mean, in that regard, it's a shame. But his style of football, it was just not sustainable. And he never learned how to, you know, to add that that mental aspect of the game in the sense of, you know, pre-snap reads, things of that nature, uh, learning to, to to you know, put his hubris aside because, yes, he's humongous. He's big. Like he's big. He's physical. Like he's strong. However, you're a quarterback and they're all gunning for you. And that style of play is just not sustainable. Um, so, you know, just is what it is. I
1: I don't yeah I don't I don't see him going. His heyday was when he that year him he got shellacked by the Broncos in the Super Bowl Super Bowl Fifty. Um, when they got shellacked, that was it. Ron Rivera they had that good running trait. Mm-hmm. After that, I see nothing else. I don't. It literally has been a decline.
0: Well, you know what we you know what it reminds me of is you know like there's this there's been this trend for the better part of a decade, maybe even a decade and a half. I say even longer than that where there'll be some breakout year for a running back and the team will, you know, give him all these carries, make him the workhorse. He'll have this, this ridiculous season. And then they're never the same sense. And there've been several examples of this, like uh, um, uh, uh, Todd Gurley. Uh, yeah, I'll go back as far as a uh, priest Holmes, and uh, we can go to Jamal Anderson. <laughs> like, right. There's been several of these seasons where, where, where it's, it's, they, they try to put the whole the team on their back with their legs and then it's not they can't reproduce it ever again and i think that's what happened to cam newton i truly do it's just there's no and
1: i but i still don't you know when you still see that fire in their eyes like i this is what i want to do i don't see it i'm i i just I don't agree. see it i agree i agree well, i i agree yeah I'm like, you're playing for Let's Be Realistic, one of the most storied franchises in the last 20 years. Um, You And revel in the opportunity to say somebody's name other than Tom Brady in New England for the good, and that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It it just didn't happen. And when you almost get beaten by the likes of the New York Jets, what do you say to yourself? You get what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, oh, okay. So, I mean, go figure it. I mean, big ups to Braxton Berrios and, and company. I mean, they almost did it. And I was watching till the very end. I will be honest, I did watch all of the fourth quarter just to see um, what would happen. So I, mm-hmm. I, I was damn sure with them. Um, I'm going to skip over one because that was Sunday night football. I'm going to bring back one that I was quite impressed with during uh, Sunday football. Actually, mm-hmm. um, Buffalo Bills quarterback and God knows he is fine. I looked at I, I saw him with his shirt off. They his they had posted a Twitter um, when they was dancing in the locker room. You know the Saints started that shit. I'm gonna need everybody to stop copying off my boys. But <laughs> he was dancing around. Un, I mean, rhythmless nation, Poe baby, po' baby. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> um, but I overlooked it because that man had his shirt off and was twirling that jersey around in the air, and I said, "God damn me, fine!" <laughs> I did not know Josh Allen was that fine.
0: I really, uh, really did He looked a little too cornfed, like cornfed to me. But you know, what's wrong with that? I don't understand. What's the problem? That's you know, that's cornfed like, means he know how to
1: knock down trees and play football, bitch. There's, I see there's That's almost like the holy mecca.
0: That's, that's <laughs> oh, shit. all known. That's that, that we all know. That's your thing. They either got to be cornbread and look like they just came in from raising cattle, or they got to look like they don't read and they and they and tattooed and look like they might steal from you. you so don't.
1: what you're trying to say? Usually, my men is dumb as hell. That's probably what you're trying to say. And I I will up ninety percent agree. My current husband got a degree, so I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good now. Nah. But before, yeah, you're right. I, I, you're perfectly understandably correct. You really have no job and nowhere to go, career minded. They were none of those things. So you're right. Absolutely. Ooh, got, got it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So never mind. I digress. But um, Josh Allen, ladies and gentlemen, for those that don't know who that is, that is a quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. And I was very not keen on him as the season started, but lately, let me say something. I mean, after watching him take on the, 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 the David of, of David and Goli- being the David of David and Goliath this weekend, you know, the Seahawks are a train. You know, you see him coming, you'd be like, oh, fuck, what do we do to stop him? Um, but handling them quite well.
0: You know, I, I don't think I've I – I can't think of an example of a quicker and more drastic turnaround in a player than Josh Allen from this season to the last. And it's it's the natural progression that everybody wants from a first round quarterback draft pick. You mm-hmm. just don't you just don't see it very often. So I'm I'm honestly happy for the young man. Um, you know, I uh, Seattle's defense is trash, um, <laughs> and it'll I, eat them up each and every time. Right, and that's good. And that's, that, that's going to end up being their downfall. i was sure we talk about that a little bit uh, a little bit later in the show. Um, but that being said, he's turned he's turned the Buffalo Bills in, into a contender and it's at the perfect time with the Patriots being down. And and so he doesn't have to contend with that juggernaut every year, which is pretty much like kept the Bills in the in, in the basement for a, right. for a day, over a decade now. Um, I will say Miami may have something to say about it. However, you know that he's turned them into a playoff contender. So good for it. Like, good for them. Josh, he was 31 for 38. He 415 yards and three touchdowns.
1: Like, that's damn near perfect. Against, you're right, Seattle's defense is trash. I, oh, I God watched God them. Awful. <laughs> God <laughs> awful. I mean, I, I was like, ooh.
0: But they
1: did, and each play that they called seemed to gain some sort of yard. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. But I was proud, and God knows, like I said, he got that m- beard and mustache, and scr- I, j- I was—it was—I was real disturbed in a good way. So <laughs> bless him. Um, but I'm excited now to see what the Bills can do, and and like I said, I know we're talking about this later. It seems like a lot more teams will be running into the playoffs, and I'm sure the Bills at six and two will be one of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they sit, and we'll talk about playoff race later, but they sit, I think, number three in the AFC. So I mean, go figure against them. Yeah. I'm very proud of them, and the juggernaut of it all. Lord have mercy, this man and Bill had my husband had a joke before when Taysom Hill fumbled early in the in the season and shit like that. Um, I call him the the Swiss Army knife of the New Orleans Saints because he can do anything he needs to. Yeah, um, but he does. But yeah, but he just had a baby. But he was fumbling all over the place. He wasn't catching balls. He was running. He was running all ragged and shit. This man must have got his wife. Must have, they must have came off? the You know, you can't have sex after you get you have a baby and shit like that after so many weeks. Because baby, listen, this man. First of all, he is fine. I watched him take off. Have you seen him with his shirt off? I'm sending you It's Not because baby, listen. <laughs> but watching him this week take on the temp, the juggernaut of the NFC. So what everybody thought? Because if you notice, everybody picked. Yeah. Nobody picked the Saints. Watch Taysom Hill, including me. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to you later. I know. But, I, my, my baby dad is this week. Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army, because he doesn't really have a position. I can't say he's a quarterback. I can't say – because he does it all. Like, literally, he does it all. Of the New Orleans Saints, watching this man run around this field this weekend, it. I and I will say, if next year is a transition year, I'm willing to give him that year to play starting quarterback just because I've watched him do his thing. Yeah. I... I, I, mean, I don't know. I, and I, I said, I'm willing to do that. Now, am I going to give him past year one? Maybe not, because shit might happen. But am I willing to do so? Yes, I am. I, this is what happens when we play podcasts, musical chairs. It's fun. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. Don't worry about it. They said episode nine, episode ten. We'll have it all. We'll have it all straightened out. Anyhow, but yes. um, Watching, like I said, I, I'm willing to give him that transition year. It, it's it's worth a try. Not to beat the pitch. I've seen a lot of teams give a lot of folks transition years and make it.
0: I, I I suppose. I just think there are going to be some free agents out there. And I think that he works really well in the role that he plays. And so my honest opinion is that if you if there's a true belief that he could be a quarterback of the future, then fine. But I honestly feel that he would be getting a lot more snaps under center to actually throw the ball if that's what they felt. So right. I think they like the role that he plays. And you may see the Saints make a move for uh, for a free agent that may become available later on. And I, I do have more to say about that later on as well. Oh,
1: well, you know. But all I know is I'm willing to give him a try because, A, he fine, B, he fine, and, well, C, you know the rest. <laughs> right, <laughs> but he did a damn good job, as we'll get into as we talk about the Saint, the Saints, and the Bucks. Uh, but
0: picks from last week. Uh, which, let's go ahead and get into the Saints and the Bucks.
1: Yeah, well, let's start there because you were duly wrong, just as well as the rest of America. And all I'm gonna say is, who yes, <laughs> else? That's all I to, to you. It was the most complete game I've seen the New Orleans Saints play all season.
0: Front to and top. I think- yeah, I think what you just said right there co- tells the story. It was absolutely the most complete game I've seen them play all season, and also they found their pass rush at the right time. Yeah, and that was like that was the key to the game because Tom Brady looked uncomfortable the entire time. Like the, the
1: entire time, he looked like he was lethargic, and oh, the geriatric bucks—they look like just who I thought that who I said they would be. And people were picking them by 21. Like, even Rodney Harrison on NFL, uh, NBC, uh, Football Night in America, it says, you know, he always picks his Drew Brees and the Saints. That's his boys. He picked the Bucks by 21. Yeah, 21, all right. We won by 35.
0: I picked him by 14, didn't I? It was uh-huh. I picked him to win big, too. I Honestly, I, you know, I, and, you know, uh, congratulations to the Saints for it, because I, I think that I, I think that uh, that I underestimated the significance of the chemistry in that team and the fact that they've been together, they've had that core together and has been successful for a while now. And they all knew and understood the significance of that moment because that pretty much all but solidified the fact that absent something completely unforeseen, like a, a devastating injury or a uh, – with some kind of ridiculous backslide or COVID or whatever, they pretty much seal it up their division. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, this puts the, like, this puts the Bucks. They, they they've got two divisional losses to them now. They, you know, they they swept the series for the season, and Lord knows the Falcons and the, and the Panthers aren't going to put, especially the Falcons, aren't going to. Yeah. Hey, go I'm going to say the they, they one. Went out bit. Bit.
1: Exactly, and I will say, I will say, Stephen A. Smith and Max and them on first take. You know, I watch them in the morning as I'm getting ready to go to work. And Max said it best. He said, "The third play of the game, when they put an a rookie offensive lineman against Cam Jordan, and he and Cam Jordan did one swim move and took Tom Brady down and the offensive lineman down. You knew then the game was over. You knew then." <laughs> It was, nothing seemed to go right after that.
0: Yet I'm again. In go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, that's been, I mean, that's been the playbook on Tom Brady from, for, for a long time now. It's once you start putting your hands on him, once you start making him uncomfortable, he doesn't, he doesn't generally come back from that. Like it's, he, he, he remembers. So like, yeah. What are you getting his face a couple of times? you get a good shot on him, it really does throw him off, and it's really mm-hmm. hard for him to get back on track. Yeah. Trey Hendrickson
1: and came from the, from the other side. He got two sacks. Cam Jordan got one. That defense pulled off two, uh, three. He had three interceptions, so it was a good rattle of the, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they tried to go they, like I said, once again, and I can't even say, oh, they don't have the chemistry yet with Antonio Brown. You got the rest of them motherfuckers running around the field. That you've been running with for the last nine weeks. You get what I'm saying? So I can't say that was it. It was a uh, he got and, and they said it against Bruce Arians got outcoached
0: by Sean Payton again. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that, that's not hard thing. Sean Payton outcoaches most people. So if you give him if you
1: give him a game plan, if you give him a game yeah. plan, he will do it. Um, but yeah. yeah, even the defense, who I you know lately you've even said it, I've said it, has been suspect. They have been suspects, yes. and if you let them, they'll get them each and every time. Um, so, watching them do it, even Janoris Jenkins, who I I get weary of. Every time somebody throws the ball down the field, I get nervous. <laughs> I get real <laughs> goddamn nervous. I'm like, oh, hell, is there a pass interference call? What is coming? Um, stuff like that. So, I'm very proud. Even Drew Brees throwing down the field, at least to say we had Michael Thomas back. We had Emmanuel Sanders back. Um, so we had two of our number one, number two receivers back. So as someone said on uh what's the what's the ball head guy who I think got swag on uh ESPN, but he come on late at night. He wears the glasses. Sean Scott, Benfell. yes. He said the the Saints have their swag back. Yeah. Yeah. They no, and going into the, the next three games they play the 49ers, the Falcons, and the Broncos. Those are three winnable games.
0: All right, all right, is the uh well yeah i mean the 49ers season is pretty much over at this point so yeah, yeah they
1: played we played them sunday at 30 It's a late yeah. game for us but absolutely so uh big up to my boys doing their thing this weekend i was very impressed from top to bottom um if that's even drew through the ball downfield um kind of moved his leg a little bit which i was shocked to see too i was like what drew you doing your thing Um, would you you know y'all know drew don't run it even at the end of the game I don't know if you saw Jameis Winston came in he threw the ball once for 12 yards good he 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 came in at the end of the game for about eight minutes so we got a lot to see of Jameis Winston against his former team so I mean if that's what it takes for a minute to see what we can do hell I'm all with it and you know better than not you know just as I do uh, Sean Payton is like is, is a
0: mastermind at coming up with game plans to beat you and if you let him he will you know and you know you know you know that I do not like Jameis Winston, <laughs> right? <laughs> he just has a punchable face <laughs> and he's, and he just looks dumb and, you know, usually his actions follow suit. However, <laughs> as a football, a comma. however, as a football player, you can't deny that he, he throws a very pretty ball. Like he, he's got a great arm. He, he you know, his accuracy is good. He's just reckless. And mm-hmm. I think the issue was You know Bruce Arians in Tampa is reckless, and you can't have a reckless quarterback with a reckless, you know, a head coach with a reckless offensive game plan, and so and and never goes well either. Yeah, it's just a recipe for disaster. So, in all honesty, it would be interesting to see how if if Jameis Winston's talents can be harnessed in a disciplined, well coached you know, efficient system and see how he does where, you know, you limit his opportunities to be reckless because it's, you know, it, it's, it's a disciplined system. And I, mm-hmm. you, you know, who knows, who knows, I'm not saying that he's going to be a quarterback of the future, but you know, he, he, he could be an effective quarterback in that system.
1: And you know Sean Payton don't play with that bullshit. Sean right. Playton don't do it. He don't play that bullshit. You can fuck with him if you want to. You'll be sitting. You'll be riding the bench from here till the end of next season. <laughs> you saw what happened to Mike Thomas. Let's just yeah. be honest. You saw That's what true. happened to Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas true. just returned back, so definitely okay. I will give him that. So big ups to them. Like I said, Nick, this week they have the 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 49ers and of course the Bucks taking on the Panthers. Now mm. I will say this real quick. I know we didn't pick them in the game, or. Yeah, we didn't pick them, and coming up at the end. But looking at the Bucks and everyone is saying that they're still the team to beat. But if you give, because Carolina came down to a play against the Chiefs too. If you give them, if you give Matt Rule them, who are becoming comfortable, and Christian McCaffrey is back, it might be something to talk about. I'm gonna give them that,
0: and I I think that they have with. with uh... I, I they may have a shot at the playoffs, but I don't know if it's too little, too late for them. For the Panthers, I, yeah, I, oh, um, absolutely. I I don't think. I mean, I, I they definitely not a team that you can gloss over. Like you know, they they're still a team that you have to 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 be prepared for. or look to devise a plan and actually play. You right. get what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, uh, McCaffrey's hurt again. Though. You know, he hurt his uh his. Oh, his I didn't know that. That yeah, man yeah. has been hurt. Oh, lord. Well, I mean, he's you know, he's not he's not a big running back, and he's got a lot of responsibility on his shoulders in that offense. But yeah, he yeah. hurt his shoulder again in the last play. I they so far they said they only expect him to be out a couple weeks. But I mean, he just came back. Um, so I hope Shit, he's not a couple weeks. Us. We down the game th- week 13, 14. Shit. Right. Right. Um. So.
1: Damn. Well, like I said, we look forward to seeing them. Um, I think the next game we went over, which we were both wrong. Um, we had a lot of wrong last week. I don't know what we were thinking. I think it was the alcohol.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were pretty lit uh, last week. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the Dolphins and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, you, I, I, I've got, we, I actually, I, I've got some thoughts on this game because let me. Tell you, you were, oh, you said Cardinals by 14. I, yeah, I know. I was, listen, I was wrong, but I was happy to be wrong in this instance. Oh, look that at was, you. <laughs> listen. <laughs> That was, that was one of the more entertaining games I've seen all year. And that's saying a lot because it's been a very good season. Those two young quarterbacks like, came out and played. And it was, it was like, it was, for if you are a football fan, it was like football porn. Watching those two young quarterbacks play efficient, just lights out football. And, exactly. and, and, and we're not talking about dinking and dunking and things of that nature. They're pushing the ball down the field. They're getting out the pocket there. Uh, it was, it was, it was just sincerely a entertaining, amazing game to watch. And I tell you like Kyler Murray is really like moving up. It, it, like I, I'm buying stock in, in Kyler Murray. Like the, the man is, is just so talented and he's got this touch when he throws the ball. Like, what, first, his arm is a cannon, but then he's able to throw this beautiful deep ball. And then you get him in the open field. And I don't know how he just has this knack to just make people miss. He doesn't take a lot of hits. And he's just magic in the open field. He, I, he I, is. I, he is. I, I'm high on Colin Murray. I really am. And the ball is a perfect
1: spiral; it just literally glides into somebody's hands as I as mm-hmm. I watch. But mm-hmm. looking at Miami, dare I say, I'm I'm enjoying watching the Tua show so far.
0: Right, and then and, and then you know, and, to and that Tua defense, credit,
1: well, that goddamn it,
0: defense. I don't know where they come from. Well, they've been they've been they they've been largely drafting on the defensive side of the ball for a couple of years. So this was in the makings, and they have a defensive minded head coach. Um, And Tua is starting to look like the same quarterback that we saw at Alabama. And not so much that he has this overwhelming talent. Obviously, you know, he's got arm talent. But his instincts and his decision-making. Right. His decision-making as a rookie is outstanding. Mm -hmm. And, and, And I'm just excited to see what happens for both of those young men.
1: Yeah, it was a really good game and it came down to um last second from almost the last second field goal from from what I see. Um yeah, it was last second and they won 34-31. So I Did you see that field goal? I, yes, I did. It was
0: <laughs> <laughs> It was a 49-yard field goal. It was short. Was it? Wait. And thats not that isn't that wasn't that what if I recall correctly? I may have gotten the game mixed up.
1: Oh, no, um, no, no. That was the um no, 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 no. That was the um, Chiefs and Panthers game. Uh, that okay. was that okay. game. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the Chiefs and Panthers. But I, yeah, I know which one you're talking about because that I, I was on my knees for that one. <laughs> Get your out together, ho. Uh, <laughs> you know I was about to say something, right? <laughs> yeah, don't you dare, ho. I was a Christian woman. I was watching a football game. Oh, is that what you call it? <laughs> you know, I gave it. I give each year. I give it different names, girl. You gotta stay with me. <laughs> hey, guys, stick with mama, honey. Y'all have a different name for sex every year. I got you covered. <laughs> um, but yes, I was on my knees praying that they would win, but it didn't. It came up just short. Anyway, um, so yeah, we were wrong on that one too. And the next game we were wrong on, which we we kind of alluded to earlier, um, was the Seahawks and the Bills.
0: Yeah. I said 20 (laughs) they almost got beat by goddamn 20. (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, you know what? I think that the mistake that I made and here is and this is what I was actually going to bring up. So as great as Russell Wilson is, he must be under so much pressure every time that he takes a snap because he at this point he has to know that every team that he plays is going to score thirty or more points, which means he's got to score thirty five to forty every game because yeah. he can't he can't he cannot count on his defense to help him out at all. And you know I know at I was I was very high on them at, you know towards the beginning of the season, but mm-hmm. you know an offense at that clip is going to be really difficult to. To manage during this down the stretch and especially in the playoffs. So unfortunately, unless they can like string together some miracle moves and free agency or something to shore up that defense just even a bit, just maybe an opportunistic uh, you know player in the secondary or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's going to ultimately be the the the, the foil of the Seahawks because that defense sucks. I mean they I mean awful. like garbage <laughs> they are awful like it's it makes
1: no sense. And the one thing that I can say with the Saints and their defense usually Drew Brees can fool you with his eyes. That's what mm-hmm. he did with the Bucks. Drew Brees especially and they said it best and Russell tries to do it and it seems to but that defense gets fooled th- every time. But if if you sit in zone coverage Drew Brees just like Russell Wilson will eat you alive each and every right. time. Right. It, it it's what they do, and I think the the Seahawks are trying their best, but it's just not working. And maybe Dan Quinn can get his job back over in Seattle, maybe. Uh, mm. But the Legion of Boom is not what it used Fuck to her. be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, All right, <laughs> uh, America. She still a little bit my bad. Uh, For y'all that don't know, Dan Quinn was was the, the uh, former coach of the, of the Atlanta Falcons, and Falcons are she can hold hands and jump off a bridge. So, oh, she needs, she needs <laughs> press. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, I got a little dark there. I'm sorry, Jeez, this let, is let a Christian me... gay show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> listen, I let me take, to... me take to... a Let me take a my cocktail. And calm down, go oh, ahead, my... <laughs> bless <laughs> him, Lord. Um. <laughs> so yeah,
1: that's uh, did we have three hits of the week or four? I think we only had three according to my notes. No, I think that was it. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully, America, because we all, me and Kenny, both were zero and three this week, and I do mean zero and three. Mm. Uh, actually, I was one and two because I did pick the Saints. I'm not gonna lie, I did pick the Saints. I'm not you gonna lie, I was, 1 Saints, and, yeah. I was one and two. So, I did a little bit better, but not by much. Uh, <laughs> but not by much. Um, so, definitely, with that, I mean, hopefully, when we pick our picks this week, we'll do a little bit better. Um, but I will say, the second half of the season has gotten a little more entertaining than the first half. Yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely.
1: I know teams didn't have a lot of training camp and preseason time, but the second half of the season has gotten a little bit more entertaining than the second half. So absolutely. Um moving into these weeks, our favorite points or hits of the week, um, as far as our topics, we have a three good poignant points to go over today. Um, one of them being um you want to start with the NBA restart, I think you to- you said.
0: Yeah, we started talking a little NBA. Um <clears throat> uh so at what what is this? So, well, you're a little bit up more up on the actual process of how this. So, came
1: right now, everyone, as we all know, the season just ended. We all crowned the LA Lakers as world champions. Well, the players have voted, and the season will start December the twenty second. Um. Apparently, they almost unanimously voted to start. Some of them, just like they did when they went to Orlando, was, oh, we don't want to play here. We don't want to do that. I hate to say it. Your ass got a job to do. Go get paid millions of dollars to go bounce his basketball. Um, but what they're doing, um, and also the draft is next week. So we got a lot happening um, Or the week after next. I'm sorry, y'all. The week after next. So on week 10, we'll kind of look over some, some draft prospects. I know one of them is LaMelo Ball which, as me and Kenny talked about, I mean, I haven't seen him play much. I just know he's attached to his brother, and he plays in Europe. So, um, and well, I know that's coming.
0: We haven't seen many of these players because we didn't have March Madness this year. So, Right. Also, hey, I know hey, the dude
1: from Memphis that played with Am- – that's on Anthony Harness' team, the tall – like seven-foot tall guy. So, I kind of want to look over them. So, give us an extra two weeks to go with that. But uh, also, what they're doing is discussing – uh, a lighter travel, and what that, what I, what I told Kenny about that was, it was so. Say for instance, they're going to, the Pelicans are going to Texas, and they're playing the Rockets. Or well, while they're in Texas, they're going to play the Rockets, the Spurs, and the Mavericks. So they don't have a lot of travel to then go back home. And then if they're going on the West Coast, then they'll take on the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Warriors. So it kind of is almost like a bubble, but not by much. Um, is that stupid? Yes. I don't think uh, so. I, it, but here's my logic of why it's stupid. I don't think I want to see them play three different Texas teams. So oh, okay, no, Tomorrow you're gonna play Spurs. But in the day and age of COVID, um, hopefully we'll have a bigger, a gooder handle on this with our new administration. Praise the Lord. Um, it's just I, I'm so used to, and I know they usually do that though. And maybe I, maybe I stand corrected. I know when they, you, you know, have you ever heard teams that we're on a West Coast trip? So we'll take on like Phoenix and the Lakers and shit like that. And then if we come to the South, we take on the Heat and the Magic. So I kind of see it mm. on that front. But when you have 31 teams to go over, I, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out.
0: Uh, I think it's just going to turn into a situation where it's de facto divisions. And they're, gonna, they're going to have to just play in these makeshift divisions until they get to a playoff, um, which, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I, I think it's, it, it, it seems like it would be the most efficient way to go about it. However, that being said, I don't think it's going to make a difference as we're seeing right now in football. But, um, you know, that, that's, it, 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 it's, it, I will say what the, the NBA I can never take away from them is that they, they are innovative and they execute innovation better than any other. Big up to Adam Silver. Big up to yeah. Adam
1: Silver, though he is one of yeah, the best that, commissioners I'm, in the sports league that I've seen.
0: I say he's the best that I've seen personally, and um, he got a little swag. I don't know what he's been doing, but he got a little swag
1: from somewhere because he he when well, he behind the players all day long. You all want to play? Fuck it, we don't play. <laughs> we don't play. <laughs> Nobody plays. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
0: mean, the, the NBA, unlike, I mean, I guess. Well, the baseball union has a lot of power, but the NBA is a star-driven league unlike any other. And so mm-hmm. the players have a lot of power and a lot of influence. And Adam Silver is no fool, and he knows this. So he he's going to work with like, with reality rather than try to force them into what he, his ideal situation would be. And that's the mm-hmm. biggest difference between him and the commissioner of NFL, Roger Goodell. And the reason why everybody hates Roger Goodell and they love Adam Silver. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, yeah. So.
1: That is very true. So we'll see. As I said, am I excited for basketball to come back?
0: Yes. But do I think it's kind of soon? Mm, yeah, I do. I think I think it's very soon. Uh, I am interested in, I don't know if you followed this, because uh, it started, it's really kind of became, you know, they were talking about a lot today, but all the trade buzz between, uh, with the Houston Rockets and James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Didn't they, they, they piss them off? Uh, Harden and Westbrook can piss these folks off? <laughs> well, well, I mean, like, I, I mean, they, they, like it's another one of It's like the James Harden and Russell Westbrook experiment has been done, and we know the results. Like, neither one of those players are going to take you to a championship alone, and certainly not together because, because they're ball-centric players. Uh, and it's a, they, Russell Westbrook can't shoot with a damn, mm-hmm. and James Harden don't play on defense. And so, and, and on top of that, they just I, I just really don't see, they haven't exhibited exemplary leadership. I, they, I'm honestly not the biggest fan of either one of them, uh, hey, at least they don't have a coach yet. Well, I, I, well, I, I, that's that. I think at this point, that's at least their problems because I don't think they're going to keep either one of those stars. Mm, yeah, that's true. I, I just don't. So yeah, yeah and they were having discord,
1: work. and they, they were, they, the, the upper management trying to convince them that they're going to build around them, but I just, I don't see it. I, I don't I, either. I don't see it. So I mean. Go figure, I guess. I mean, hey. Um, Speaking of which, uh, congratulations to Stan Van Gundy, the new head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm quite excited for that to see what he can do and bring some excitement to these young boys here in New Orleans. Um, So that, I mean, even though I'm not excited for the season to start so soon, I am excited to see what Stan Van Gundy can get under his belt with these boys. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a fan of Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, he did a great job in Orlando. Led them to NBA Finals with Dwight Howard and company. Um, with a lot of older players too, like Hedu Turgaloo and Rashad Lewis and all of them. So hell, mm-hmm. I look at it this way. If we can if he can do that and mow these boys in a year or two, who knows what, what the Pelicans can be nonetheless. Granted, they are mm-hmm. in the West, so they have the Lakers and the Warriors and all that shit, but you never know. You do never know. So I'm excited about that. Um what Oh, our one of our topics that is not happening a lot this weekend: college football. Well, I know we were talking about uh, now college football, which, as we know, none of a
0: lot of that will not happen this week. <laughs> Let me tell you. Look, Rona uh, is like, listen, I don't play it around with y'all enough. Y'all just gonna push through and play all these games and think that I'm not gonna sit up here and have something to say about it. So I just, – all right, so you know, I was looking for as. It, you know, as it, it, any it, it, as everybody like you know, all the boys and gays that happen to listen to this podcast know. that, you know, I am a Alabama Crimson Tide fan, and you know my sister, bleeds purple and gold LSU fan, and so we were both looking forward to our. love. I knew I was gonna lose. Oh, with- I knew I was gonna lose this weekend. <laughs> That's why I
1: didn't talk shit.
0: But I actually wanted to look, I wanted to watch the damn game. <laughs> Jesus. And then they have teams that are, that are playing. There are eight teams that are not playing this weekend and only six are actually playing their games. Georgia and uh, Missouri got canceled today. Uh, Auburn and Mississippi state. I think they got canceled on Monday. Right. Alabama yeah, LSU was yesterday. And I believe text AM and in Tennessee I believe they got canceled money they did they did so the question becomes you know, as we and we kind of alluded to this last week but it seems like the college football playoff really is just going to be a situation of who can put together a resume in enough games to actually you know qualify and make it interesting um cuz the talk now is okay so are they still going to shoot for the December nineteenth SEC championship in Atlanta. Are they going to try to postpone that and the college football playoff, which is supposed to start in January? You know, on New Year's Day. Um, it's it's kind of all up in the air at this point um, because the, I mean the Pac twelve it has had to cancel two games too. Did you read about that? Yes, I saw that too. COVID yeah. is running rampant and it's pissing me off. <laughs> Well, I mean, the Pac-12. This was that. What that? When they did, they just started playing. This was week two, right? Two, and then they were already <laughs> going to have to play every week just to be able to fit in. You know, seven games to put together a chance of qualifying a team to get even considered for the college football playoff. I don't really see that happening unless they post unless they do push it back, which I think is kind of inevitable at this time. Mm-hmm. Ohio State. Ohio State versus Maryland got got uh canceled. I don't know if you saw that too. I did. Yeah. They forced me to watch Jim Harbaugh and company. Why? 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 <laughs> so you can see his farewell tour because he's about to get fired. <laughs> oh well, that's true too. I'm just I don't want to fucking watch Michigan. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Lord, yeah. Lord, if you if you. It, the, If you know a Michigan fan, just give them a hug and say, It's okay, baby. (laughs) Because I'm not going to say go blue. That makes me irritable.
1: Um, I just think that when we, like everyone else, I get postponing games and canceling, but we're getting to the point where it's November. You know, December usually when the season ends and shit like that. So if we think about it, we got literally maybe six weeks left in the season before what bowl
0: games and shit start. You get what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, bowl games are probably the least of their consideration at this point. Cause I don't really think there's going to be many, if any of those, because that's such a subjective thing to put together because the bowl games are, have their own separate committees in different cities and different States. And they invite these teams. So, you know, who knows who's going to actually go through with bowl games, who's going to accept invitations Um, that's, that's pretty, that's the, I, I, that's going to be interesting to see because like nobody's really even discussed if there's going to be any kind of bowl mania this year, uh, with all of the, uh, the, the, logistics and, and, and the things surrounding that, because it's not a central body that's putting it together. Each bowl game is very autonomous. Um, except for the four that are chosen to host the college football playoffs.
1: Oh, and one of them is New Orleans. The playoff semifinals are supposed
0: to be played Sugar Bowl here in New Orleans. Yeah, and I think I, I think Atlanta has one of them in the, in the, the Peach Bowl this year. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, and I think national championship is in the Orange Bowl in Miami, if I'm not mistaken.
1: So yeah, we're, we're there's a lot happening. That I'm really upset about. Um, and they were saying that they were going to reschedule the Alabama LSU game. I was like, well, hell, you didn't reschedule one already. Um, of course, I learned today that Miles Brennan is out for the season, which he was never really the heir apparent here in L- at LSU. It was just never a thing. Um, but it's just – it's frustrating because, like, this is the game I know me and you both look forward to every year. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is the prize possession of the South. Um when LSU it's always November around the, the 9th or something like that. Um mm-hmm. the bye week is always us spending just talking shit and then we get nothing. Um right. so it's 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 definitely a weird weekend for me with this one. Um, because absolutely I want to see my boys play. Um win or lose, I will always bleed purple and gold. They took four years of my money. <laughs> okay, but you know, it's I'm just a like damn you are weighing a bitch out and i do mean that in every literal sense of the word okay um so so yeah i do hope you know this doesn't become a playground affair where you know you're 4-0 and you're playing in a college football championship game or you you get what i'm saying so i just hope that it doesn't become that i hope that as we get to at least until sometime in mid-december we get a lot of games that can be played or rescheduled and figured out so that we can at least take this, take care of this, because I'm getting sick of this shit. Because um, I guess LSU and Alabama, for me, will be my Super Bowl of college football this year, because I know my team it will be nowhere near the college football championships. But I do
0: want to see them play. So... Um, well, they, I mean, they're racking up a top uh, a, a, a top three or top five recruiting class already, so they'll be – Absolutely. A lot, you know, it's just, it was just an issue of attrition when it comes to LSU this year.
1: We um, lost 32 players thanks to either draft or COVID or opting out. So, right. I mean, um, I wasn't expecting much from them this year anyway, but like I said, it's always good to see my boys on the field.
0: Um, now, what's interesting, I do want to talk a little college football playoff, though, because okay. – Florida, um, you know, put a decent shellacking on Georgia. Which, you know, I'm here in Atlanta. I did not have a very uh, popular opinion, but I did pick Florida to win that game. Oh,
1: <laughs> look! Oh, yeah, you did. I actually did. I I did the mighty underdog of Georgia, and it did not work.
0: Well, I, okay. Anyways, I was talking about my my um. Uh, my uh unpopular opinion that uh Forda was gonna win that game because like i said i just i don't know what they think they're gonna be able to put together how by how limited Georgia's offense by their like sawed off quarterback sets and bennett and like you know I, his story is very inspiring that's cute but they just it just it did there's they're so limited and the defense is riddle with injuries as well. Um so I do think that, the, you know, that, that uh, w- it's going to be interesting to see that Florida offense and, and uh, Alabama offense eventually go at it, an SEC championship more than likely. Um, but I the, the big shakeup was, of course, Notre Dame beating Clemson. Wow. You saw that? I mean, yeah. and while Trevor Lawrence sat on the sideline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, while he yeah. sat on the sideline. Right, he found like so. Yeah, so you know, and 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 Notre Dame joined the ACC for this season because of you know coronavirus and all that. So it's going to be interesting because they're likely gonna, going to going uh, to they're like likely going to have a rematch in the ACC championship as well. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: Notre Dame wins out, they play Clemson again, and say uh, with the, with the Trevor Lawrence led Clemson, you know, say they lose. So you have I don't know exactly how many games I'll end up playing at that point, but say you know, for sake of argument, I, both nine and one teams at the ACC, and of course a uh, 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 likely undefeated Alabama, if if I have my way, <laughs> <laughs> and and Ohio State. But what would like? Imagine the chaos if Florida were to beat Alabama. Ooh, I never thought of that. Because I don't think they would keep Alabama out of the college playoff even if that happened. Even and if that right? And they're not – and at this point, I just don't see any any chance that the Big 12 or the Pac-12 are going to get a team in. So, yeah, yeah. you know, depending on – Ohio State would be the spoiler for, for one of these teams, but the ACC and the SEC have legitimate teams – legitimate arguments – a possibility of get, having two teams in the college playoffs
1: That's going to be something to watch. I'm in, yeah. uh, if, uh, I mean, even like I said, even if Florida somehow musters up a win against Alabama, you'll still see them both. I think in the CFPs. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think they both, I think they've both earned their spot. If the season continues as it is, I think they've both earned their spot. Absolutely. Uh, well,
0: here's the, here's, here's the loser. That's that that I think in this scenario, so, if if yeah, I think that I think that they would put Alabama in above any one loss team in the ACC just because the ACC's like, the schedule is just so much weaker. Yeah. However, it is. Like like so, say Alabama beats Florida, but uh, Notre Dame beats Clemson, and. And and so then it it becomes a question of well what do you do with Ohio State and who do they pick over put put uh, who do they uh, pick Ohio State over? I just think they send Ohio State to the CFPs just because they are Ohio State. Well, yeah, I don't see that. I don't see anybody in the Big Ten beating Ohio Stop, State. You know. the Big, Ten put, Big Ten put together a whole season just for just to give the Ohio State a chance to to, to for play a national title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you think of the season. So. I agree with you. They're like they're most likely going to get in. The question is, what's more interesting? This question is going. Who's going to end up missing out?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Like I said, it's it's it becomes attrition now of who has six wins. Because they said the minimum is six, so we shall see uh, in this difficult season. But six is it. Um, so hopefully, by even if they don't do bowl games, they at least need to do those four, those games, yeah. get, those five games, because you'll do. Two four semi two what four semifinals,
0: right? Yeah. Am I right? No, it's two no, it's two semifinals in the national championship. Okay, yeah. So sorry. So two semi <laughs> so three games. Um yeah. play those three games
1: at the very least. Um to kind of crown everybody else is able to do it. They should be able to work it out too. Um yeah. so speaking of playoffs, um, the NFL is talking about expanding to sixteen teams. And when I say sixteen, that's eight from eight. Now, instead of six and six and seven, which you know they upgraded to seven with the league rules this year. Um, so now they're adding two
0: more teams. Why? So I did some thinking about this because that was originally my first response. I was like, "Why are they doing this?" But I did some thinking about it, and and I'm actually think I might be okay with it because only because it's a contingency plan. To deal with the scheduling issues they're having with having to suspend or cancel games due to Rona, so there the, the the reasoning is if they end up if they end up in a situation where it's not a sixteen game season because of of the cancellations and whatnot, right. Then they'll add an extra extra playoff game, and of course, at the end of the day, like we talked about last week, it's of course at the end of the day, it's because it's about TV money. And they don't want to miss out on a week of TV money. Fine, whatever. I don't care. Um, but it may not be, it may not be such a bad thing for that reason.
1: I just know that a lot of like the likes of Dallas, even though I know they probably won't make it, um, yeah. the giants maybe. So I also think there, because, you know, one NFC East champion has to go to the playoffs. It's kind of like a thing. That's what they do. Um, So right now, if we were looking at—I don't know if you have it up, but I pulled it up. up,
0: Okay, if we're just huh? Right now, if we were looking at it, the the Eagles would be in from the NFC East. Um, The Green Bay Packers would be in for the NFC North. Um, The Saints would be in from the NFC South, and Seahawks would be in from the NFC West. Right, and then five, six,
1: seven, and eight would go to Tampa Bay, Arizona, the Rams, and Chicago.
0: See, um, let me see uh, that's the nfc no i'm looking at nfc yeah chicago yeah, yeah Tampa bay yeah arizona. arizona yeah and yeah
1: yeah so i mean that's a that's a good juggernaut i mean of 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 people you get what i'm saying yeah I, I
0: don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with any of it. I mean, any of
1: that. Any of those. Because I, like I said, I'm always, I've always been an underdog boy. When I when I say that, I sometimes when you when you're so used to seeing the likes of, say, the Seahawks, the Rams, and and all of those, and the Patriots go to the playoffs year after year after year, it kind of becomes repetitive. So the likes of, say. The 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 Ram, not the Rams, the Bears and the Cardinals, who haven't been in the playoffs for a minute, being able to might be able to make it this year. It kind of gives a little bit. Of, it does give a little bit of excitement to see Murray. and even in the AFC. When you look at the AFC,
0: well, the AFC has a lot of chaos to work through because you, yeah. If we if if the season ended today, the division championships would be the Buffalo Bills and the AFC East the Steelers in the AFC North, the Titans in the AFC South, and the Kansas City Chiefs in the uh, AFC A- West. West. Right. So what makes it interesting is all, uh, with the exception of the Baltimore Ravens, the following uh, the following with uh, three seeds under that are five and three. Yeah. Yep. So you got the Miami Dolphins, you got the Cleveland Browns, which is... <laughs> Interesting. (laughs) Um, You know, the Indianapolis Colts. You've got, uh, and and you've got the Las Vegas Raiders all sitting there at at five. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, that so that that's that's a that's a lot to to work that that still has to be resolved. A lot to work through, right? Mm I do, I do, and the the sheer excitement of it
1: all, as the next two weeks, two to three weeks will roll out, we will see a lot of weeding of the of the, the masses, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, but, like I said, with this week's games coming up, and next week, as we get closer to Thanksgiving, we'll have some sort of indication, I know uh, to Third, tomorrow night's game is going to be a very good one, which we'll talk about here shortly. But, yeah, I think that, like I said, I for the reason that you say, you know, the cancellation of games and COVID and stuff like that, absolutely, um, to give that team a shot. And who knows? That team may wind up in the Super Bowl. We don't know that.
0: but right. I'm not going to go to the I I, yeah. I don't believe in any given Sunday bullshit. Right. <laughs> when it
1: comes to the playoffs, it becomes a whole different ballgame, and we've seen them get beat. Right. Um, but... Um, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to see what happens as as we enter the second half of the season because that's where we are right now. We are in the
0: second half of the season. All right, let me ask you a question, then. Right. Um, so, like, so, just kind of piggyback on what I just said, because like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not any given Sunday type of person. So, who who are your realistic Super Bowl contenders? right now at the halfway point the at the halfway point I'll start in the AFC
1: I'm going to start in the AFC um, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers and I'm going to mm-hmm. give you my top two and top three in each Um kind of just migrated out the the Ben Roethlisberger and company have shown me something that I didn't see out of them the last few years I don't know if Mike Tomlin's seat was getting warm on the hot seat but he's done a fantastic job Um Kansas City You know, that train Mm -hmm. doesn't, that train has not stopped. It has, it has finagled its way out of down by some, winning by one, you know, W's a W. And um, honestly, I'm going to say, this is going to shock you a little bit maybe, but I'm going to say Tennessee, not not Baltimore this year. Not, I'm not. I, (laughs) I, I, I believe that Lamar Jackson is an awesome player. I've um, watched him do it, but every time he gets into the playoffs, it becomes this. What do I do? It's like Yogi Bear. Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, I, the, uh, yeah, I. It is. It, uh, it is looking like it's getting close to time to sell stock on Lamar Jackson. But I was saying you're tripping because, I, I, I in all honesty, like I, at this point, my honest thoughts is I really only have two. Super Bowl contenders for the AFC and that's Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Now mm. that, that'll probably be the AFC championship game, absolutely. Right. I now I will say that there's been some talk. There are some people, there's some people who believe that Las Vegas Raiders are built the best to actually beat Kansas City. Eh. Um yeah, yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. They've done I, so. I don't know if I, They've done so. yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I necessarily really believe in that. Um, just because I've never been a believer in John Gruden, and like you know, it, I, it's I, I guess it's an interesting conversation. But in, in, from my perspective, Kansas City and Pittsburgh are, are the only two teams that I see as real Super Bowl contenders in the AFC. Um, and the NFC has been shaken up a lot for me. Um, just because up until last weekend, I would have I actually would have said Tampa, but like against everything that I believe in it hurt my soul to do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> beginning the season, I thought the NFC was just so much of a stronger um, conference and I was wrong.
2: <laughs> I, will,
0: I will say my <laughs> NFC picks in
1: there are only two. And that's going to sound mm-hmm. real strange to you. Um New Orleans and Seattle. No, I'm sorry. New Orleans and Green Bay.
0: I would actually have three in this one. I say Seattle, New Orleans, and Green
1: Bay. Because mm. you can, if you can rattle Tampa Bay, you can get Tom Brady. It's, it's yeah. seen. It's and it's even proven. Even beyond this 38, even beyond this shellacking of an ass whipping he got last Sunday night, it, 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 you're, it can be proven you can rattle Tom Brady. Even last year in New England, you saw it. So. Mm -hmm. um it can be done but yeah the nfc is not as strong as i thought it would be this season i've seen green bay get on a roll i've seen seattle get on a roll like it's just like i've seen the saints the saints have won five in a row but yeah where's that like i said we second half of the season we may see anything like i said the saints have their boys back um i think Devontae adams is not due back for at least another two weeks and um in Green Bay, Um and 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 if and I like you said earlier, if Seattle doesn't get
0: that defense under control, it's going to be a very short-lived playoff run. I mean, I don't, I, I still, I still believe in Russell Wilson. However, Absolutely. it's just a lot of pressure on him,
1: and you know, like pressure pipes will bust, bitch. Each oh, and every okay. time, okay, pipes will bust. So you know, like I said, <laughs> we we shall see. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, those are my three. And like I said, if the saints can conjure up the next three wins and cause like I said, after that, they run into that of the
0: Kansas city chiefs,
1: <laughs> they run into the Kansas city chiefs and I'm not looking forward to that game, but you never know. But right now yeah. next up on our plate is the 49ers. So we'll go from there. Um, yeah. so yeah, that actually, um, real quick before we end it, though, I know we wanted to mention the bottom four teams who are vying for the likes of uh trevor lawrence and uh what was that justin what was his name that you gave me yesterday justin fields justin fields of ohio state um and right now it's looking like the jets (laughs) the falcons um not even so much the falcons anymore actually not Uh, so much not so much the falcons anymore i would say the jets the jaguars the giants and right now the cowboys well, the
0: Cowboys are going. The Cowboys aren't going to move off of a, a Dak No, they're not. So, so, so they'll probably whatever whatever pick they end up getting, they would trade down to get more picks to kind of build around Dak. Um, I think that I don't. I, unfortunately, I just don't see the Jets winning. It's <laughs> like. <Yeah>. like <laughs> <laughs> And it just like you know, I it just it, it I, I would hate to see the Jets ruin another quarterback. <laughs> However, Sam Darnold. I, I think that Sam Darnold is young enough and he still talented enough. I think that if somebody were to take a chance and pick him, pick him up, um, and maybe like free agency or a trade or something like that, that he still is a viable quarter. I don't think he ever had a chance. I mean having to come up in and, and add a, an Adam Gay system like it just it, he was doomed to begin with. He was. So I kind of brought that up cuz like he I, I kind of saw that as an interesting proposition for like maybe even like uh a saints or yeah or uh, or honestly even Dallas but I just know that they're not going to move off of uh, off of that.
1: Maybe um, Atlanta
0: Maybe even Atlanta. Maybe, Maybe even Atlanta.
1: hell. I'll even say Detroit because you know Matt Stafford's clock is starting to wind down. That is true. That is true. You know um, Matt Patricia and then wasted
0: some of uh, his best years of his life. <laughs> Shit. Oh, he's gonna like no Matt Stafford falls down in another one of those. You could put him in the file with an, another one of those very talented players that could have had it all, but they but they played in Detroit. Exactly. And,
1: <laughs> exactly so definitely will as the as the season goes along halfway mark we will definitely keep on for those but if i was trevor lawrence looking at looking at this i would like Lord, please don't let it be the jets um lord please don't I, let what it be.
0: I come back for a uh, senior year <laughs> i like back to my senior year it goes
1: right let and I'll be putting it on my Twitter. Clemson number one. <laughs> Fuck <if I'm> about <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. it I. well now. <laughs> okay. You bitches ain't look. You bitches won't get me. <laughs> Ruin my life and my career. So definitely, you know, as the NFL goes forward, you know, like I said, I've had an exciting last few weeks. I'm excited to see what the rest of it brings. Um, which actually leads us into the picks of this week. Yeah. Um, and there's some pretty good ones, especially one on tomorrow night, um, being the Colts and the Titans.
0: Yeah, so um, uh, I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a very good game. I do like the and and it makes it interesting because you know it is a divisional rivalry um, with Indianapolis Colts sitting at five and three and the Titans sitting at six and two. Um, so it has, it obviously has playoff implications. Um, I just am not a believer in Philip Rivers. Um, <laughs>
1: he's looking real lethargic
0: and just slow these days. He's looking his damn age. That's what he's looking. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>, never mind. <laughs> oh, like, all right. right. He's looking exactly how he's supposed to look. He's still reckless as hell with the football. But now he just doesn't have the the, the arm talent to to save himself from it. So I am going to pick the Tennessee Titans in a low-scoring game because they're not known to score a bunch of points. And, of course, you know they play a rough-and-tumble style of football where they run the ball and play defense, even though their defense is not lived up to what it needs to be. But um, I'm going to go to Tennessee Titans by seven.
1: Okay. Titans by seven. Yeah. Okay. I'm, you know what? I, I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to stay with you on this one. Cause I've been, you know, I did say the Titans were one of my contenders this year. I'm going to say the Titans by 10. I mean, Philip Rivers still, still got to give the Colts still don't have much in that tank yet. So I'm, I'm definitely going to say the Titans by 10, which like I said, it's going to be a good matchup because that Titans defense um, is steadily getting good as well. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they can do tomorrow. And if you ride up Phil Rivers, the rest of the shit is downhill. It's like old bones, bitch, they break. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it, it, is, it is a thing. Um, next up on the list is the um, Seahawks versus the Rams.
0: Right. Um, uh, for me, so, the Rams offensively are so inconsistent. And when they are on, they are really, really good. But it's just you don't know which Jared. When they are bad, they they look like the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) No shade. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So the wild card, wild card in this game is, you know, will the Rams' defensive seven and, and Aaron Donald be able to? make Russell Wilson get rid of the ball when he's not ready to do it. And they're going to score points. So essentially can somebody make a play to give Russell Wilson a chance to outplay them because, you know, Seattle's defense is awful. So, you know, I'm still at a point yet where I'm ready to pick against uh, Russell Wilson, Um, but I'm not particularly confident about this one this week. I am going to go Seattle by three. Seattle by three. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm not confident about this one at all. I, when
1: we talked about this last night, I looked over some things and I looked over, you know, you never know which. It's like a Pandora's box. You never know which Jerry Goff you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm going to probably shoot myself in the foot for this. I'm going to go with Seattle by mm, a touchdown. And that's the last second touchdown. It's not going to be the blowout that I thought I was going to see if you were looking at Seattle of two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be a close game, and Seattle, whoever, it will come down to who has the ball last.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. It, it, that's definitely what it will come down to. Um but yeah. So I, I'm interested to see what he does. Um, but if yeah. Jerry Goff and them are spot on, then it's gonna be a long night for the Seattle Hawks defense.
0: I think it's gonna be a long night for them regardless. Just you know, can they can they make a play? Can they get him a key turnover? Can you know they they're they are they're gonna be who they who they're gonna be. So they're not gonna shut them down, but you know, can they make can they can they give Russell Wilson extra possession or something?
1: Yeah. That's that's the question at hand. Um, one of my favorite games that I am going to take the note in is the Bills and the show of Kyla Murray and Company and the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals. Um, I'm gonna do myself a I'm gonna do myself a solid right here and say Cardinals by 14. Ooh. I know,
0: right? Okay. Lagos is and, and <laughs> as you know, my,
1: my I I'm I'm and I and Kyle and Mary and that offense seemed to be clicking on all cylinders right now. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with my boys. Like I said, I've I've enjoyed watching them the, the few times that I've taken a good a good glance at them. And I'll say the Cardinals, like I said, by 14.
0: Uh I don't this is this is definitely a hard one to pick, and I think it's gonna be a, a very good game. Um I'm torn on it, and again, this is another one, another one where I'm not particularly confident about it. But I'm actually going to go with the Bills. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring, um, but I'm actually going to go by the bill, or go with the Bills by five.
1: Ah, hmm. Goes on the hands of Josh Allen and company. Okay, I think it'll be a shootout because Josh Allen and Josh, you know, once he gets on that throwing it on a roll, he can make it do what it do now. You do know you, we both know that. So I that look is fo- true, but
0: they can still run the ball.
1: Yeah, abso- oh, absolutely.
0: And I think that's going to be the. T- I think that's going to be the deciding factor because they can keep Kyle Murray in that air raid offense on the sideline.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And one game, and like I said, I think that. If they can keep Kyle on the sideline and score points, then yeah, you'll get the you'll get the 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 good game, but you'll get the Bills in their win, um, definitely. Mm-hmm. Last but certainly not least, which ha- over the course of last week has been a game of intrigue, more than we were just like if you see it on the schedule, just like bitch, I'm not looking at that, I'm just right. not doing it. Um, the Vikings versus Nick Foles and the Bears, who are on a two-game losing streak.
0: Yeah, I just, there's a lot of history with this game, you know, it's a historical rivalry. That's why I, I find, you know, I find it interesting. I always do when these teams get together. Um, neither one of these quarterbacks, they're like, <laughs> I'm so. They over don't Kirk excite Cousins. me. Neither one of them do. <laughs> they just don't. I'm so over so, uh, Kirk Cousins and, you know, maybe Nick Foles will pull another rabbit at the hat. Uh, neither one of them have been particularly good protecting their quarterbacks. I'm gonna go with Chicago based off of defense. Um, I love Khalil Mack. I love that pass rush that they have, and I, you know, Kirk Cousins' eyes get real big in the face of of, of that of that sort of thing. So, uh-huh. um, you yeah, know, I'm not expecting a high scoring game. Um, so, but I will. I'm gonna go with Chicago by seven. Uh,
1: I'm gonna let Vikings ride the Dalvin Cook train. I'm gonna let them ride that train. Um, all the way to a win, and I'm going to go Vikings by seven. He's I mean, been on it fair, lately. Fair yeah, he, um, they've been riding Dalvin Cook the last two weeks. They rode him in Green Bay. They rode him last week when they played Detroit. I think mm-hmm. they're going to ride him again, um, and I'll, say, I'll I'll even dare to say it. He will, the Vikings will go as far as Dalvin Cook will let them take him in the last few weeks of this season. Mm. Yeah, I definitely will say Vikings by seven. You say Bears by seven. So mm-hmm. that's Sunday is that Sunday night football or Monday night I think it's mm, Hold on. That is Well just, I was just at home that is Monday night football actually Okay Sunday cool. night football is the Ravens and the Patriots Okay so that may be interesting but you know who in the hell knows yeah. Um so definitely uh, we have a like I said I'm like I said once again looking quite forward to this weekend Um, but with that being said, I, we, we've laughed, we talked, but I think now is where we get to the point of what, like I said, still one of my favorite points of the night. Um, but we've had, we've, as we said, first off in the show, America, we've had a very, very long week, um, as far as everything is concerned. Um, but tonight, uh, Kenny will start off his rant with some of my favorite topics.
0: Yeah, so as we know that you know we we have a new president elect Joe Biden, and I generally do not I generally do not want or, or or prefer to discuss politics generally, but I especially don't don't revel in discussing it. On the podcast because we're supposed to be about joy and unity and things of that nature. Unity.
2: <laughs>
0: I had to. i all know, unless you've been, right? No, you good? Like, unless you've been under a rock, you know that politics has devolved into being the exact opposite of that. Um, however, that being said, it's undeniable that you know our current president and administration has a very Clear record of um, and 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 really shown that they're not in the corner of our LGBTQIA community Um, and they they, and just it's but especially our trans brothers and sisters and that's what brings me to my my rant. Um, I've read several reports that talk about exit polls sh- suggest that 28% people who identified as LGBT voted for Donald Trump. And I really thought long and hard about uh, as, as to how that could possibly be, that could have possibly happened. And the only conclusion I came to is that it appears, it seems to me that there's been sort of a... A, a neglect almost a throwing by the wayside of our trans brothers and sisters um because that that they they've been the subject of much of the ire and the consternation and the 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 rhetoric that we've heard that's trying to divide and turn people against our community and i just want us all to recognize and know that injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. And we cannot continue to think that we're going to, you know, push for equal rights and recognitions and dignity and things of that nature without fighting and supporting and doing the same for our trans brothers and sisters. So I just want to be the first one to say to so any of our trans brothers and sisters that may listen to this show, know that I, I'm with you. I have your back. I will march for you. I will fight for you. And I love you. And I, uh, and I just and I just hope to encourage more of that in the community because it, the struggle didn't end now because gays can get married, and I see a lot of that, and it's extremely disappointing. And I really hate it.
1: I will attest with you 100,000% um, here at Who That Rises Up. We stand with all of our LGBT, especially our trans brothers and sisters. Um, especially when I hear, oh, he hired a gay, he has a gay staff member. Means absolutely not. Doesn't
0: mean he talk about it. Um, but Richard Grinnell. I said it. You're right, though. It means nothing. Fuck, her, fuck her, and fuck what she stands for. Fuck her husband. Like fuck. Her. It means absolutely nothing. Um,
1: and it pisses me off when I hear some of my Republican gay friends, who we we share in common, Kenny, that it's it's it, he he's doing a great job for our gay brothers and sisters no he's doing a great job for the one percent of you motherfuckers who don't pay attention to what he's doing and who have no merit on the rest of us mm-hmm. um and it, it, it it incites me and the one thing that i can say is this i was watching the view and i don't normally watch the view um but i was watching whoopi goberg and she said something best that i will take with me through the rest of my days during this election going forward first of all Let me say this. Let me start real quick. Thank you to the state of Georgia, Stacey Abrams, Mm -hmm. Keisha Lance Bottoms, um, also Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris. Georgia, uh, Stacey Abrams registered 800 unregistered voters. Her and her grassroots campaign got out and did the damn thing. Um, Also Mm -hmm. to the city of Atlanta and Keisha Lance Bottoms. You guys did your things, and I'm proud to see y'all on television. Y'all can ask my sister. I called and say, bitch, what is going on? Why y'all on the CNN? And just so happens that they were standing like blocks away from Blake's When mama goes to shake her ass. So big ups to y'all for doing
0: that. Um, I went went, and did that day. So so
1: (laughs) absolutely, (laughs) thank you to the state of Georgia. Um, But to my point of that is you're going to discredit and dismerit the fact of hundreds of folks that stood in line, gays included. Um, And Whoopi Goldberg said it best. Suck it up. You lost. You did. You lost. It's very simple. Nobody wants to recount. So if you do that, you're invalidating the lives, the 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 livelihood of people who stood in line for hours on edge. The people who early voted just because you told your folks not to, that's not our fucking problem. But because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and our safety, folks went in and did it early. They did it in social distance. They did it in droves. So big ups to them. But suck it the fuck up. Republicans do the same thing. The 1% of the 30% of gay Americans, 25%, whatever number it was, that voted for them, guess what, bitches? You lost. But as long as it benefits you guys, it's okay. So just like we had to do in 2016, do me a favor. Do it in 2020. Suck it up and move the fuck on and, and pray for a better day if, in 2024, or 2028, or whenever the fuck it happens again. But suck it up. Mm-hmm. It's time. We don't have any more time to waste, especially in our community where we fight each and every day to be who we are. Whether it's at the workplace, whether it's walking down the street, it, we do it each and every day. And as Kenny said earlier here at Who They Rises Up, bitch, we support all of our trans brothers and sisters. We support our gays and all things in between. If I can hug each and every one of you, I'm sure we all would. If we can cry together and get drunk together, guess what? We can do that too. We do it every we do it every Tuesday, and Wednesday here on the podcast. So guess what? Here we are again. On
0: the too. exactly
1: because we drink like fish. But on, okay. on behalf of me and my sister, three words: suck it up. It's very simple. Let let's let Uncle Joe and Auntie Kamala do what the fuck they need to do, so we can have a better day. Okay, it's time. So, with that being said, everyone, we've had a good election. Shit is over. Let's get back to work um, on our behalf. Let's get back to drinking and loving each other, and me and my sister okay. doing what
0: we do best. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, did you want to add anything? No that, that that's that that's that that's good. That, I mean that's that's really all I had to say um, about that. We'll get back to the joy and the fun now. Um, uh, I will say, you know, uh, be sure to hit us up, comment, talk to us, like us on Facebook, uh, who that rises up. We're also on Instagram. Um, and just, you know, dialogue with us. You we, we love to hear from you. Um, and, and we're trying to we're trying to engage with, with, with our listeners. And uh, just, 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 just have a good time,
1: right? And of course, next week is episode ten. Me and Kenny will probably think of something fun to, you know, commemorate that moment because, you know, yeah. this was a long time coming, but we've made it ten episodes and still going strong. So we will definitely do something. Hopefully, do something fun for next week. So, on, yeah. on behalf of my sister, good Kenny Ray, and myself, remember everybody: sports is for everyone, including you. Good night good night love, love.